You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Breakaway Breakdown podcast. Now, I know everybody has been waiting for part two of Jackie Crawford's interview. Part one was our last episode that we dropped. We worked through her kind of backstory, winning the American and her great horse, Kevin, and his backstory. So make sure you guys go back and listen to part one. But today, I'm not going to waste your guys' time too much in the beginning. We're going to roll right into part two, where Jackie talks about the real, raw, mental side of pro rodeo. And this is what I have been waiting to share with you guys because I absolutely love her take on who to have in your inner circle and what to do when people are starting rumors, talking about you, etc. And she gets real about what it is like to be a mom in rodeo and her opinion on what other moms are doing. I think you guys are going to love this episode I'm going to tell you more about our episode sponsor, Equinity, at the commercial break. And at the end, I'm going to talk to you guys about some events that have been going on. We have the USTRC uh, Total Feeds Championships this week and also the Ruby Buckle Breakaway. And we're going to talk about what's coming up in our future episodes. But without further ado, here is Miss Jackie. So from last year's American which was a really high for you. And then obviously this year's American, another big high. It was definitely not all highs in between those two events. Um, no. <laughs> so I want to talk about kind of 2020. And I know you've said that's one of the lower points in your career and kind of what that year looked like for you, what that bottom place looked like and how you pulled yourself back out. Well, you know, it seems kind of odd to for me to say it's a bottom point, and I literally won the American, won, se- uh, won Corpus Christi, which was a huge win. Mm-hmm. Um, I won second at Salt Lake. And you know what's crazy is that over the summer, there's several – or there's a few jackpots over the summer. And this is all in the mix of all these rodeos, but – I won every single jackpot I entered. I won Fernley. I won the one in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I won Rapid City. The three j- jackpots throughout the summer. I didn't. I don't think I got to rope at Reno. And won all those jackpots, but yet go to the rodeo, and I just had heck. I had heck. And it started for me, I, I, I tore my knee up a couple years ago, and I did something to it about a month before we left, and it mm-hmm. was awful it was horrible yeah, you were roping I in a brace that, for a lot of the summer weren't you i did i did and it hurt I, it was so blown up they pulled like 25 cc's of fluid off of it again they re-injected it they did stuff it was so unstable and i know that part of this started stemming from that but when it started stemming from that and i started leaving and i wouldn't put any pressure on one side and i was really leaning away from it it's like it got away from me before i could figure it out mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, like I almost fell off at Big Springs. I almost fell off at Big Springs because I got popped leaning to the left off of my bad leg. Calf steps right. My horse steps right. My knee comes down right on the saddle. And like I literally just tossed my rope and grab up. Like was going to fall off of my horse in Big Springs, Texas. And it hurt so bad. But it's I started doing some stuff. I got some rehab. I got some help. Um, 
and and started getting better and found a guy in um kind of midsummer in Salt Lake City that really 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 was a game changer for me. I got to take the brace off. Um I got to do some that feel better, but it was already so far gone. It's I'd never in my entire career felt that snowball effect of when something goes wrong and you start fighting it, everything goes wrong and you can't get it back. Mm-hmm. It was out of control for me. I, I could not get it back. And once the physical aspect got out of control, the mental aspect got out of control. Mm-hmm. And I've always relied so much for me. I've always relied so much on having the confidence because I really, truly feel like I outworked everyone mm-hmm. when I came home because I could go rodeo. I could come back. I worked my tail off. I go rodeo on the weekend again, or you leave for a week and come back. I work my tail off. You know what I'm saying? That's where you and get so your I was leg always up. able to regroup. Mm-hmm. When you pro rodeo, it's so different. You can't do that. You know what I mean? You never have that. Even if you get to practice at places, it's not that controlled practice that you get to, you get to set up. Right. So it got out of control for me. And I, and I also know that even before I left, even as all this was going down, I knew my mental part was going down because I didn't have the conviction of putting in the time that I had in the past. I had tried to do too many things. I let too many things take priority over putting in that designated hard work practice, you know, that concentrated, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, just that really valuable time that you need to be the best of your ability, right? Mm. I didn't do it. I, I kept adding to my plate for over the years, whether it be just different things. The, the more you, the more you get, the more opportunities that come. The more your time gets split, right? Whether it be sponsors, um, opportunities to promote, family, kids, all of the things. It all starts to take its certain time away. And I kept adding and I kept adding and I kept adding and I kept doing private lessons and I kept doing schools and I kept doing all the things and I'm, I needed to be this for the kids and then I needed to be a wife and then I needed to do this for the sport and then I needed to do this for sponsors. And I, I kept adding and I, I never subtracted anywhere. I kept trying to train young horses. I kept trying to train my own horses. I kept trying to security. I had security in the heading. I had security in the breakaway. And it's like you don't physically have time for that. So in my mind, I couldn't fool myself into knowing that, okay, you have put in the time to go win, you know, I, I knew that. And so I, I started losing the, the mental aspect of it and it just spiraled out of control and I couldn't get it back. It was time to leave. So therefore you can't go put in the time. I mean, I can rope the dummy all I want. I can do these rehab and it helps, but it just got so out of control. It got to the point where I wouldn't even rope the dummy if someone was looking because once I started fighting one thing, I fought to the other, I fought to the other. And I never thought I'd get in that spot because I thought I understood the rope. I've taught this for so long. It's so simple to me. It's, you know, it's so simple, but then it got so out of control and so confusing because it just did. So I knew when I came home, I I struggled all year long. Um, as far as the pro rodeos go. And I knew when I came home, it was like, okay, it's time. You've got to do this or else you're going to be irrelevant. You know, you can't, um, I think that it's very important for my goals and the things that I want to see happen in the industry in order to stay relevant. You also need to stay winning. Um, and so I knew I needed to come home and revamp and I did, I came home, 
I, I backed out a training of Turdy Colt for the Breakaway Turdy. I rode somebody else's. I sold my Colt. I sold all of my young horses, except for the horses that were pretty much ready to go to jackpots. Um, I brought horses that are all of my horses. I had to make runs on them. I went back to roping a dummy. I did more um, working out, more physical therapy, more all the things. So I backed out of the things that, and it is so hard for me because it's like pulling a drug. It is. It's like going through, um, what do you call that? Withdrawals of mm-hmm. a drug. People send me horses for sale and all this stuff. And it is like, it's like I start drooling and I can't, it, it, I start sweating because I want to go get them and I want to <laughs> do stuff. And I have stop. No, you don't need that at your point in your career. You don't need to do that. So I've turned out all these things that normally I would not do. I've stopped doing private lessons, not because I want to, like I love the people and I love spending time with the people and I love spending time with the kids. I can't do that right now. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. have enough time home. I don't have an, I just don't have enough time. And so I had to stop doing a lot of the things that I love in order for me to finish out the last of my career. You know, I keep saying that I'm giving myself five years and I might've said that two years ago, but I'm still going with five years now. So because I said, I want to give myself five years because when I get to the point that Creed has a passion and it might be more than that. I don't know. He might not find any, he might not find his passion or what he wants to do. And he might be great with going and seeing the world with me and going to the carnivals and going to the water parks and doing all the things we do while we're traveling. He might be fine with that. But the second that he finds his passion that he really loves, I want to be a part of that. And I, I, so when it's time, I know that time's coming eventually. So between now and then I want to give it all I have. And what I can still do when he has that is I can still train young horses. Then I can still do lessons and I can still do schools then, mm-hmm. you know, so I want to give it all I have competitively for the next five years as far as pro rodeo. And I want to see the breakaway into the Thomas and Mac and be a part of it. And I want to see that carried through. And then when that's all done, I can be done and I can look back and say, Hey, you did it right. You gave it all you had. You did the best job you could to leave everything you had on the table for the industry, for yourself. And that's it. And be good with it. So I had to do those things in order to come back. And I'm not saying that I'm back competitively where I want to be. Trust me, I have a lot more work to do. I've got some stuff dissected, but I finally have gotten back to like the American. I felt confident. I felt confident the American. I knew I'd put in the time. I knew I'd put in the time on my horse. I knew I'd put in the time on myself. I was doing sessions on the, on the speed trainer three, you know, two and three times a day. I was breaking it down on the practice pan. I, I knew I'd put in the time. So therefore I was confident in that run. So, Mm -hmm. so I know that's what I have to do, continue to do until I feel like I'm back competitively where I want to be. And it was written on your face when you were in Arlington also, like you just seemed confident. You seemed relaxed. It looked like you were having fun and it wasn't painful (laughs) to be roping. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was. I felt so good about that day. I mean, I felt it, it was from the time that that I went to the wild card and I felt Kevin on the first calf and I thought, okay, he's ready. Like I'm not even running another calf on him. He's ready. That made that just boosted confidence. You know, when I came and I made my, my run on Thursday, I was like, okay, all right. Yep. Here we go. If they run, I got that feel. If they don't, I got this feel, whatever it may be. I just felt confident in him and I felt confident in me and man, it, it just, such a different feeling when you have that than when you're not confident about what you have going on. And so while you're going through all this and 
you're in that kind of rougher place. I'm sure human tendency, you know, people, people can be people. I'm sure that not everybody was just warm and fuzzy to you um, when you're in that place. So did you have any instances where you maybe had to adjust your circle um, or anything you learned about your inner circle during that time? Um, I think you're always learning about your inner circle. You know what I mean? Um, I think that when it comes down to it, the older I get, the more I'm okay with my circle being small. Mm. And I know the people that, you know, you, you tend to, to learn more about the people that you want in that circle. And it's not that I, I don't dislike really hardly anybody that's whatever, I don't have a whole lot of people. I just like, I like everybody. And, but you know, even if you know things about people, people, there's people that need to be in your circle. There's people that don't need to be in your circle. Just like horses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's fine. I mean, this, it's no secret. Me and Larry D have hated each other worse than anybody in the entire world at a time. Like couldn't stand her. I hated her. (laughs) But now she's one of my best friends because it's like, okay, now we're like, Oh, bygones be bygones. Look, I know where you're at. I know you're still one of my best friends. I know in a time of need, that if I needed something, you'd be there for me. You know what I mean? So it's like you you start, the older you get, the more you learn about what you need in your life to be happy and who you need in your life to be happy. And I just don't want to deal with any BS. You know what I mean? You just, you just hear. And here's the deal, though. As far as people not being on your team, it's almost, it wasn't even as bad when I was losing because nobody cares when you're losing. No, you, Nobody cares <laughs> to talk crap about you when you're losing, right? No, nobody cares about that. People are always on your team on the way up. Everybody's always for the underdog. Everybody's on your team on the way up. Once you've had some success, that's when people are going to start talking crap. You know what I mean? There's there's so much stuff. It's it's crazy how when you have some success, the stuff that you start hearing about yourself. And you're like, how in the world do people come up with this? Like, where do you even come up with this? How do you even have the time to come up with this? I mean, just blatant lies. And it's like, holy smokes. But honestly, a younger me, it hurt my feelings, man. Because I'm, I'm that personality. I'm I, I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I've always been that person. That's one of my husband's biggest gripes is that <laughs> everywhere we go, he's like, can you please not stop and talk to anybody and everybody? And he's like, I've never seen somebody that can stop and talk to somebody and have somebody's life story in five minutes. And they don't even know you. And it's like, he's like, but I love that about you. He's like, but we don't have time for this. Like you have got to just not always spend your time. Always. But I like it. I like talking to you. I've always been a people pleaser. And when I was younger, it did hurt my feelings when people would say something bad about me. It did hurt my feelings when people would say something um, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would just mortify me and it would really hurt my feelings. And I wanted to make it right. And I wanted to make that person like me. And I wanted to us older me. It just fuels me. Cause it means, look, if people are talking trash, you're probably doing something right. You know what I mean? If people are talking trash. You're probably winning. If people are talking trash. You're still relevant in, in, in what you're doing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's almost now, now, if I, hear you or hear somebody saying something that's not true, making stuff up, talking crap, all this stuff. It actually is such a fuel for me. I actually like it. Go ahead. Talk it. it, it, That gives me fire, right? That fires me up. That gives me fuel. That's like, okay, I guess I'm doing something right. I guess I'm still doing something right. I guess I'm still relevant. If you're going to, if you're making up stuff and talking crap, then heck yeah. Now you just got, I think that 
a lot of young girls have to understand that because it's a very confusing thing when it first starts happening because more than likely um when you start hearing people talk rap it's it's more than likely not true it's more than likely um something to do with them feeling um less than or mm-hmm. jealous or whatever it may be it's not as much to do with you it's more to do with the person saying it and it says a lot about them and not you and so i think that young girls that start having success really need to understand that and really need to um I don't think that's taught very much and, and it's a hard thing to decipher through and get through. But, um, so yeah, I, you, you hear it, you know, it, you know who they are and heck half the time, if I know who they are, I still, I like to smile and say hi and, and, and just act like nothing, act like I don't know it. Cause it really doesn't matter. And it's just a fuel mm-hmm. for me. Today's episode is brought to you by Equinity. Equinity Horse XL is a 100% pure amino acid supplement that can help your horse perform better from the cellular level. There is no fillers added, no sugars, no starches, no soy, nothing except 100% pure amino acids. What this does for your horse is it can help them from the cellular level perform better. We're talking quicker muscle recovery and stronger collagen for a healthier coat and bones. It can help increase focus help regulate the gut, so many different things. And you can actually use it in combination with Equinity Ultimate OEC. That's a liquid supplement that has a flaxseed-based omega-3 oil, natural vitamin E, colloidal silver, and other ingredients that are there specifically to help your horse from the cellular level. It helps support cardiovascular health, joint health, healthier skin and coat, gastric health, and can help increase immune function. We are so grateful for Equinity for bringing us this episode today. And if you want more information about their products, you've got to check out teamequinity.com. That's teamequinity.com to check out Equinity Horse XL and Equinity Ultimate OEC. Well, and it's hard because I feel like in barrel racing, in the barrel racing world, there's a lot of women whose full-time career is training barrel horses, running barrels. And that's pretty accepted, but I feel like in Breakaway, you guys have kind of had to do it backwards, and it's only just become where a more more than like a few women, like Larry D, can make it a career in the last few years. So I feel like you're kind of dealing with an interesting time in the sport where you are a full-time roper, and you are a mom. And like you said, uh-huh. you have to limit those other things, so I'm sure that's been hard dealing with the mom guilt, the criticism, all of that with making a career in Breakaway. Uh-huh. It is, it is, but at the same time, there's a lot of girls that are roping that are very successful that that have families and have kids, and I think they're doing, I think all of them are doing a very good job mm. of balancing the two, and I, I wouldn't criticize, listen, the people that, criti- again, the people who criticize are probably not the not winners. If you're criticizing and talking crap, you're probably not a winner, and if you ever find yourself in that position, just know that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I love not, that. That's a mic drop, win. right there. <laughs> But the true winners, but the true winners that are going to be winners forever are probably not the people talking crap. Okay. Mm -hmm. So don't find yourself in that position because that's probably, probably what you are. But the women who are watching other women do this and be successful, I don't care at what level of success, I'm not going to sit and criticize you or make you feel bad for what you're doing. Everyone's situation is different. Mm -hmm. I have, some people might say, well, she gets to take it. Well, let me tell you something. I've worked 
to be able to take my kids because that's my choice. Now, there might be a day where the best choice is for my kids to stay stay at home. It might be for them to stay. I don't care. Whatever your situation is, everybody's situation is different. And it's always going to be different. And they're going to choose. I don't care. I believe in in humanity and I believe in motherhood and I believe that every mother is making the best decision for their family and their kids. And so however they're choosing to do it, they're doing a great job. I see a lot of them doing it that don't get the credit and they don't get the credit that, Hey, I know how hard it is for you to be out here away from your kids. I know how hard it is to bring those kids with you and try to compete with them with you. There's, there's hard stuff both ways. Okay. But everybody's doing it right. It doesn't matter how you're doing it. You're doing it right. You're making it work. And I think that in the end, those kids are going to love seeing their moms or their dads or whoever make the most of their ability and chase their dreams and try to fulfill something. And, you know, I just think everybody's story is different and, and, uh, we all have to handle it. And again, don't worry about the people criticizing because people that are criticizing usually are the ones that not any offense to anybody, but they don't matter. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I just talked to Jordan Briggs, and she was talking about that with um, her. You know, she grew up in rodeo, and now her daughter's growing up in rodeo. And she said that, man, even if her kid never wants to get on a horse, you know, pick up a rope like Justin, anything, she knows that she's learning how to reach a goal, how to be successful, and Mm -hmm. how to work hard at something. I really liked that. Absolutely. And that's what I want. I want, again, if you decide to if you have a goal and you're like, Hey, um, I don't want to, I don't want to chase this goal. I want to stay here. And I just, I want to be a mom full time with my kids. Guess what? You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing because that's what's put on your heart, right? Mm -hmm. It's put on your heart that that's what you want to do, which means that this is more important than this goal. However, on my heart or somebody else's heart, it might be, Hey, I want to reach this goal and I want my kids to be a part of it. And I want them to see that. And I want them to learn by example. That's my, so I'm doing it right too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing whatever they think is the best. And so for me, I love that my kids are going to see that. I love that my kids, you know, right now they look on the TV and they're like, mama, mama. And I come out and I'm like, good job, mom. I might have whacked him in the butt. And they're like, good job, mom. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you're learning to be supportive. Like they're like, you know, there's so many things that life's lessons, you know, I mean, it's kind of like Trevor said it. And it was, this always sh- struck me a little bit. He said he retired, you know, to spend more time with his kids. And he said afterwards, he said, I spent more time with my kids rodeoing than I ever have in retirement because rodeoing, you were all together. Everybody was together. You know what I'm saying? You're on the road, but you're together. And that's some of the things like some of the funnest times that we've had say Charlie flies out or whatever and we're all in that bus and we're spending so much quality time together and we're going to these places and making memories and doing these things and so to me like I said everybody's doing it right nobody's doing it wrong um so I just think that that's that's pretty neat make the most of whatever your situation is and whatever you decide you want to do that's awesome so as far as where the sport's at I mean the sky's the limit for sure. There's one building we're still trying to get in. So where you're at, what are some things you see coming up for breakaway roping? And is there anything that the younger girls especially can do or the girls that are picking up ropes and going out now to keep that momentum forward or keep a positive image for rodeo athletes? You know, the one thing that I 
hope that the girls behind us do and coming up do. And I hope to goodness I'm doing. I don't ever, ever, ever want to take for granted what the generations before us did. I don't want to take for granted, even though it was a totally different stage and a totally different thing. I don't want to take for granted what those women before us laid the foundation of. I don't want to take for granted what the Betty Gill Coopers of the world that were before her time did for us. Um, I don't want to take for granted, you know, the amateur rodeo associations that added us long before any pro pro rodeo, you know, thought about doing it. Um, Those are all things I don't ever want to be ungrateful. That's the thing. I don't ever want to fall into that place of um what do you entitlement Mm -hmm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. because i think when we become entitled we lose ground on being able to build and i always want to remember that and remember where it came from and remember that i want to represent those women well I want to represent the girls coming up well. I want them to to want to represent themselves well. You know, I think that young kids coming up need to understand that they're they're going to have their battles to fight. We have our battles. We're going to have our battles that are generational right now that we're fighting, whether it be getting into more rodeos, um, whether it be, you know, trying to get to a place where these places want to make us equal money. Um, we're going to have to fight our battle to be into the NFR, you know, to the Thomas and Mac. But, um, you know, we're going to have our battles. They're going to have their battles too, you know. So every one of them, though, I just want those kids to know that please, please, always. I say this a lot, that young kids that can't control their emotions turn into big kids that can't control their emotions. Please try to, no matter where you're at, be a good representative of our sport. Control your emotions in the arena and outside if you can. Um, But be a good representative of our sport. Make sure that everywhere we go, and I think we've done a good job. I think there's some instances not, but I think we've done a good job that breakaway ropers are putting a good taste in a lot of places mouse if that makes sense a lot of people have commented you know like breakaway ropers are great to work with the breakaway ropers are very grateful when they show up somewhere the breakaway ropers are this and i want that to be that way i want all rodeo to be that way but i can't control all rodeo but i want i want a good image for breakaway ropers and i want people to want to have us everywhere and so i think those young kids really need to look at that and um and just try to represent the sport well and don't take for granted what the generations ahead of you did to lay that foundation. Awesome. And Miss Jackie, I've got to ask everybody that comes on, um, uh-huh. what is, can be rodeo life, anything, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Like even when I was younger or maybe when I was older? Could be both. It could be something you wish you could tell your younger self that you know now, um, or something that you live by kind of right now every day. Well, I guess, you know, one thing that somebody told me a long time ago, or a while ago, that I wish I would have known, or I wish I would have thought of a long time ago is what somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. And so I wish I would have told my younger self that, you know, that worried about what everyone thought about what I was doing a little bit, you know, or that I was roping and doing all this stuff and yada, yada. 
and they're like, for what? You know, there's no way you're doing all this stuff for. Well, you know, it really shouldn't matter to you. If you're doing what you know you should be doing and you're pursuing what you know you should be pursuing and what, what drives you, do it. And don't worry about what they're doing. Everybody's path is, is not the same. And I guess maybe that's that's the biggest advice, I guess, if you want to put it into a nutshell. Not everybody's journey looks the same. Worry about yours. Thank you so much, Jackie. I know you guys have been so busy. Um, not sure what your schedule is like in the next week, but I know the winter rodeo schedule has been crazy. So I'm so grateful you took the time to talk to me today. And I can hear Creed and Journey in the background, so it sounds like they're having fun today, too. <laughs> Yeah, they just told me they want to eat something, so they're hungry. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I will let you go make some lunch, and thank you so much again for visiting with me today. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm telling you guys, I could have dropped the mic so many times during both parts of Jackie's interviews. She got real. She got raw. She's the Jackie we all know and love, and I am telling you guys, she is just as awesome off camera as she is on camera. That is real 100% authentic Jackie Crawford. And I am so grateful that she was willing to have this conversation with me and sit down for both parts of this interview. I am not a mom, but for you moms out there, I, I have so much respect for you guys. And I love what Jackie said about, hey, all you moms, you're doing it right. Whatever is on your heart, whatever you are called to do, go be that mom, go be that athlete. Just Mm, all the good female empowerment vibes. All right, you guys, what's coming up at the Breakaway Roping Journal? We just wrapped up the USTRC Total Feeds National Breakaway Roping Championships. We've got stories from the open, the 19 and under, the 15 and under, and the 12 and under on breakawayropingjournal.com. Also, we've got stories coming to you from the Ruby Buckle Breakaway that happened this week. Uh, One of those is already up. Another is hitting the site this weekend. This weekend, if you're listening at the time of release, we're going to be bringing you coverage from the Resist All Rookie Roundup tonight, Saturday the 29th. And next up on our roster, you're going to see representatives from the Breakaway Roping Journal at Rodeo Corpus Christi, the WCRA's first Triple Crown of Rodeo stop in 2023. And you are going to see us at the Women's Rodeo World Championship in Fort Worth, Texas during the richest week in women's rodeo history happening all week long in Fort Worth, Texas. It's going to be a blast. Make sure you guys are in the loop and following our coverage there. I want to thank our sponsor, Equinity, for bringing you all this episode. Make sure to check out www.teamequinity.com for more information on their line of products. What can you expect next from the Breakaway Breakdown podcast? Great question. We have an interview getting ready to come your way from Stacy Martin of Next Level Goat Tying. That's right. We're talking about goat tying. Pretty excited to talk about all the things coming your way for that sport through the Breakaway Roping Journal. Then we're going to be bringing on some other guests from different events happening, um, covering pro We're also going to be bringing you guys coverage from Pro Rodeos just about every weekend. Clovis is happening right now. After that, we've got Gaiman and some other things coming up. And then the summer run kicks off. Let's go. We're going to have all the Pro Rodeo coverage all summer long. I cannot wait to share it with you guys on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at Breakaway Roping Journal and www.breakawayropingjournal.com. 
Until next time, I hope you guys are winning and having fun and kicking all the butt. We'll talk to you soon.